Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 181 of Stream of Thought. And I'm here with Victor, and we start off by talking about a good old classic, Adventures in the PCC. And yes, there is more drama and exciting storylines from our previous experiences. Speaking of drama and excited storylines, we talk about some recent events at the U.S. Capitol. By now, I'm sure you know what has happened, but we just kind of reflect a little bit on that and the current state that we are in and uh, talk a little bit about just a little Postmates adventure that I had. So with that being said, episode number 181 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. What has been, uh, what's the 411 in the life of Rick's Thorcell? We had another clergy meeting for the PCC and, um, clusterfuck as always. It lasted like an hour, 45 minutes too. <laughs> Dude, I looked at my, cause I remember you told me, you're like, I have a meeting at 10 AM. I should be free after. So I'm thinking, okay, 11 o'clock is what I'm thinking. And I'm doing, I'm doing other things. And all of a sudden it rolls around to be like, noon and i'm like what is going on I'm like, all right well i need to go out about my day if i haven't heard from him i know he's still in this meeting i need to continue my day we're just gonna have to do this another time yeah yeah it's uh it was one i mean it's only supposed to go about an hour um this was a little different though because they were i guess that they were having an election um for presiding bishop i don't know chancellor presiding bishop this the, no one really knows what the fuck's going on anymore. Uh, so, you know, it it was. Is just... that a real position or is that a made up position that somehow found its way into the? You know, I I think it has legitimate origins. I, okay. I don't think it comes out of nowhere. Um, there is like canon law or whatever, but uh, you got a you got a lot of a lot of people who just the first hour of the meeting was literally like a therapy session how their feelings are hurt people are being mean to them and so it just it just went on and on and on and i'm like okay you know I'll, I'll humor i'll humor it just because i mean i i wanted to be there because we had this kind of i don't know did i mention it in our last uh, episode a, a potential attempted coup attempt <laughs> No, you did not mention that, but you texted me about it, and I thought, oh, how ironic, but continue. We have had like three or four clergy over the past week or so end up leaving the PCC to start their own church or to join another church so they could be have higher positions and, and stuff like that, and so there's been this notable frac fracturing of the denomination because no one really knows who's in charge. Um, what, what is going on? People end up giving orders to others who are not, who are priests, like bishops giving orders to priests who are not under their jurisdiction. And it's just, it, it's been a clusterfuck. And of course, as you know, this is all still taking place on Facebook only. And so we had, uh, we actually had 21 people on the call. I'm really yeah. curious real quick. How many different factions are there amongst you know, the 20 people or the people involved, you know, obviously you and Father Joe team up. You guys are pretty much 100% on everything. So how many yes. different subgroups or factions exist and are there are they all against one another or do you – does your faction, 
you know, see eye to eye on certain things with another faction, but disagree on other material? Are there allies? I think that there is Joe and myself and our St. Joseph mission crew, and we just take care of business, right? We have a thriving wedding ministry. We have all this other other ministerial stuff going on. So we're actually doing ministry work, you know, um, the white collar support group that I go to, that's part of our, you know, encompassing in our, our ministry. And so we've got that. Then we've got the drama faction, which just likes to get emotional over everything and, and say inappropriate things and, um, <laughs> and then regret saying them later. Uh, and then you've got, kind of the people who are off doing their own thing uh, on the primarily towards the West coast. Um, and they don't really, I mean, they show up for inter inter conversations kind of thing. So yeah, uh, basically I would say three, maybe four different factions. And we were just getting so sick and tired of the chaos and anarchy. Uh, Cause one of the people who had taken over, I think as chancellor or something like that, a couple of weeks ago. Turns out he's a pretty power hungry. So <laughs> during, during this call, you know, people started talking about private conversations or private emails or texts that they were, uh, that they were having between one another with one party, assuming that that information would stay confidential. And here you've got this chancellor person like literally sharing emails and he, it comes to a point, and I think I think this was intentional because he knows that uh, there's three of us: Joe, myself, and then another guy, Father Bill, um, in Penn Scranton, Pennsylvania. And so, like the three of us work very closely together, and we're kind of known to be aligned uh, under the same banner. And so, it's going on for about forty five minutes of people just bitching and expressing their hurt feelings, et cetera, et cetera. And so it, it comes to a point where I'm just like, do I say something right now? You know, I, I don't, I don't want to get involved or wrapped up in this, but it's getting, it's getting out of hand right now. There's gotta be an adult in the room because everyone's just acting like little fucking children. And so finally I do end up saying something and I keep it pretty brief, like two minutes, basically something to the extent of, you know, we, we are the church of second chances, right? Which means we're all, we've all been wounded in some way. As a result, we have some raw emotional scars and people can have those nerves hit, um, every once in a while. And I, and I was like, I said something to the extent of, and I pray that moving forward in the future, you know, we're able to act more like grownups and be able to have face-to-face conversations as opposed to venting in inappropriate ways. And immediately afterwards, and at this time, Joe, Bill, and I had all spoken, immediately afterwards, this chancellor ends up reading, like, a a two-page thesis of why Joe's a bad person, and I'm just like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? And here, he's all, he's, like, in this, he's complaining about, like, rules and stuff not being followed appropriately, and how... Joe was saying mean things in the email and it, I, I'm like, I'm listening to it and I am, I am becoming visibly, um, frustrated and you, you know how I can just get, yeah, I'm not going to say anything, but you can, you can see it in my face and, and hand gestures. So he's only, we're only supposed to have a maximum of five minutes to speak at about seven minutes. He just, he's, he's still going on. It's a full two pages. So he's still going on at like seven minutes. So the presiding bishop, is like trying to get him to stop. And 
he's and <laughs> he said something like you have you have 30 more seconds and this this guy's response is oh well it's going to take a lot longer than that <laughs> and at that point i'm just like are you are you serious i this is this is insane and so i literally just in order to prevent me from showing any facial features that would further uh, create <laughs> problems. I just turned off my I turned off my camera uh, until he was done, and uh, he ended up getting pushed to end his thing like uh, half a page early. So he went on for another minute or so. But uh, afterwards, I'm just like, what? What a freaking jerk! What like this dude has some serious problems going on? And then, of all people, guess who speaks next and actually offers a voice of reason and rationale and calm and compassion. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I our, can't remember his uh, name. Our friend, but I, our our friend Cass. Edmund Cass. Yes. Yes. Voice so, of that, reason. <laughs> he was, he was phenomenal. Uh, but you could tell towards the end of this hour and 45 minutes that there, <laughs> there were some people who uh, I, I felt like were kind of uh, feeling unsettled by what it so just So why wasn't Chancellor Asshole just muted? Uh, because he's the Chancellor, <laughs> and he thinks oh, he can do whatever he, want, he wants. He's the title. top dog. In theory, yeah, he's like the administrative. So the Chancellor Asshole, is is this the guy that, did he create his own position of power and just walked right into it, and now he's pre- he says that he's the boss of everyone? I think it was I think it was an agreed upon thing, but no one kind of knew how power hungry he would be because the chancellor is more of the internal person, the administrative guy, whereas the presiding bishop is the face for everyone else. They're kind of like the diplomat or the representative to Got it. Uh, other organizations or people who we want to get involved with. Right. So, yeah, and and so this guy's been trying to implement all these just random ass, completely unhelpful things all done through facebook and yeah it's just i i I don't think that i really thought too much about him before i didn't really know much about him but after that that what i witnessed just no thank you (laughs) that's that that was embarrassing that and right after i said let's try and act like adults we're growing into a professional organization we should start acting like it and then for him to to follow up with that so (laughs) everything concluded then uh, by a final vote to elect a, a new presiding bishop and to remove the chancellor as a position of authority. So they voted for this other guy. Um, it seems to, he, he lives in, um, he lives in London, I believe, or England. Um, so he's got a pretty cool accent, but he, he was kind of the moderator of everything. And so everyone just as a, as the least drama person on the call, uh, it was probably a reasonable choice. He got like six votes and then Joe actually got four votes. So it was kind of close. Um, How does father Joe not get all the votes? Because people have a, there are actually people out there who dislike him. It's a power thing. They feel like he has too much power or it just doesn't, he doesn't do what they want him to. And so they take that personally. And so there's a bunch of people who, and Joe, Joe can, fly off the handle just a little bit, just a little bit where he can send, he was copied me on a email that he had sent. And I was just like, uh, you might want to <laughs> bring the tone down just, just a little Dude, bit. That I, might be interpreted. 
Get Dude, a bad you you gotta get me in on one of these meetings. I would love to just sit in <laughs> just for entertain. I wouldn't. I won't say anything. You don't have to know I'm there. But if there's some way to <laughs> to sneak in there, we could we could we could set you on the path towards ordination. You could enter into to starting to become a, a deacon. <laughs> that way you can you can have permission to gosh. come to these meetings. But yeah, Chancellor uh, asshole, be careful with him because remember. Uh, uh, who was it? Senator Palpatine in uh, the Star Wars prequel. You know, you thought he was a good guy, but he had ulterior motives. And then look what he became in the original trilogy. Unlimited <laughs> power. Unlimited power. Yeah, no, he, he was stripped of his power. So he's no longer chancellor. There, There's no longer a chancellor okay, position. Okay, so that's official. Yes, yeah. So there's right now, no way for him to. There's no way to him to be sneaky and uh, usurp the throne like the senator did in uh, episode one or two. Because remember, that's what he did. He tricked everyone into thinking. He tricked everyone into voting for him to have temporary, unlimited emergency power, and he did not give it back. That's how he got into that position in the first place. Under okay. the guise of needing to have an extra structural thing, and then he tried to kind of take it over. So yes, very much like Emperor Palpatine, Lord Got Sidious. It. Yeah, I love too how you use the word. Uh, you use the word thesis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh anyway, goodness. that uh, in theory, but but afterwards too, I was just like. I just want to make a couple of calls because we got Jeff of the White Collar Support Group who literally is his own entity. And so he doesn't need to be a part of the PCC for him to do his ministry. It's good because it's it looks nice on a resume. But he's he, – he, and his – one of his – his only comment was like, you know, if this ends up hurting my ministry, if there's bad press that gets out uh, about what's going on internally, I think he, he was just – he was like, okay, so if you guys are going to be more focused on drama than doing ministry and being good people, <laughs> I'm going to pack up my bags and get out of here. And Joe is also of the mindset, same mindset too, where he, he and I had just chatted very, very briefly, preliminary conversations, a plan B per se, to create uh, progressive Christian ministries. Uh, so break off from the PCC and create our own. Um, you guys definitely faction. need to start developing a contingency plan. Well, yes. And I, I – I think Joe and I have... start looking for the parachutes <laughs> and develop a plan to when you need to jump out the plane, bro. Well, you know, and I talked with Jeff afterwards. I talked with Bill as well, just to just to make sure that they were they were all cool with what happened. They they were happy. the The dude's name who took over is uh, actually a very appropriate. His name is Barry Fryer. <laughs> so so he's Barry Bishop Fryer. Fryer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You, and you know what a Fryer is, right? Yeah, it's one of the positions. He's like a monk, like Friar. Yes, plus, like, the, like the dude in Robin Hood. Exactly, but that's yeah, that's his last name. So I, I found that that kind of cool. Um, so yeah, it, Jeff. How is Friar different than Minister? So what? Are, I don't even know what a Friar does. In my head, a Friar wears a robe held together with a piece of rope, and they intentionally, you know, shave their head or make it look like the horseshoe style, and that's. You know, I don't know. Maybe yeah, they sleep on a stone <laughs> on top of like a slab of granite. You know what I'm saying? I have a very uh, uh, dramatized version based on Robin Hood and movies. Right. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's 
it's just more semantics than anything else. It was a, a term that was very commonly used uh, during medieval periods, but you know doesn't doesn't really get thrown around too much these days. But there's not really too much of a, a meaningful difference in like a priest or a friar. Um, they both are ordained, so yeah. But anyway, so Jeff had actually told me he had put the he had put the conference on mute for like an hour and a half of it and just chimed in to say that one thing. But he was, he, he was like, I did not even listen to anything that was going on. So I was like, Oh, okay. So cool. You were just, you were just making that statement uh, based off of like the five minutes that you were unmuted. <laughs> um, wow. and then, yeah, Joe, Joe was happy with the result. Um, I think, I think it would have been way too much stress for him to become presiding Bishop. That would have been, that would have been tough for him with his wedding ministry as well as, um, that, but Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that was my, that was my Saturday. <laughs> wasn't there, uh, wasn't there some talks about you taking some position of somewhat power and responsibility? I, you know, I had, um, when, when things were starting to look dicey, I was like, you know, if I have to become a bishop just to have, have a, have, give Joe auxiliary support would be pretty much the only reason that I would want to do something like that. Uh, otherwise, you know, if, if, uh, I, I don't care about the title, I don't care about power, nothing like that. I just want people to stop acting like absolute morons. So, you know, Dude, I think your, uh, current state sounds exactly like what my fraternity brothers and I went through in our fraternity house, because it was for sure a house divided. There were people like there was one side, which was our side, which we, you know, we want to have fun and we were, you know, somewhat within reason. But at the same time, it's like, dude, we're like 20 years old, like screw the rules. Let's just have a good time. And then there were others who followed the rules to the T and did things by the textbook. And there was no, um, there was absolutely uh, what's the word called? Uh, no leniency, no, no room for. Yeah, exactly. No room. None for None of that. Yeah. And just fucking, just like hard asses with a stick up their butt, twenty four seven. On <laughs> they were on a, uh, what's it called when you go on a like a quest? Like they wanted to try and get people in trouble. Like that was their oh, mo. A crusade. Yes, they were. They on were a on a crusade to get people in trouble. Wow. It was so annoying. Wow. It's like, dude, shut up. Like, chill <laughs> out. I don't know if it was the same with yours, but a lot of it has to do with just a, a wanting to feel like you have power. And I've done I've done a bit of, like, psychological breakdown of, of what's going on right now. Basically, I would say 80, 85% of our clergy is gay. So, you know, they, they – and grew up Catholic, Roman Catholic – so they have been wounded by the church. They have been wounded by people in power. And now it's kind of this uh, thing. We have the power, so we're going to act that same way, like subconsciously, because that's that's how they understood the church growing up. That's something of domination, of um, being able to tell people you can or can't do this uh, because I have the ultimate say if I'm highest on the pole. So there's, I think there's a lot of ego stuff going on where they've they've got some some wounds from the past that um, are are end up repeating themselves in the same way that 
the statistic is that those people who are grow up in an abusive household are likely to become domestic abusers themselves. Kind of the same thing. Kind of the same thing that's going on. Man, well, definitely keep me updated because this is fun for me doing all this. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it is for one of us. Well, and see, too, I don't really care either. I don't have to have any interaction with them really at all um, except for these meetings. So, you know, you know I, I, I try to get more amusement out of it. The, the only thing that bothers me is that it stresses Joe out. <laughs> he, he, he was yeah. like, I tried talking with him after the meeting uh, because, I mean, he was literally personally attacked and in a very inappropriate way. Uh, he didn't even want to talk to me after the meeting. He's like, I have to go out and walk right now. Uh, he's in Florida yeah. right now. So he's like, I'm just going to go up and down the beach and um, clear my head. So, Speaking of uh, attempted coups, yeah. what a way to bring in the new year. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's like um, it's like 2020 had to vomit into 2021. Dude, you can't write this, bro. You can't you, th- like <clears throat> the last four or five years from the time that this guy announced that he was running for president through now. You, if you wrote this and played it as a movie, uh, the, no, this can't be true. This is not true. Bro, how, no, how, it is. House of Cards seems more realistic right now <laughs> than what we're going yeah. through. I know. I just, uh, bro, Dude. how, like, it just, it blows my mind. I mean, I knew that there were a lot of really angry people. I predicted there would be blood on the streets between the end of the election and inauguration day. I I hate to be right, but seeing seeing that sort of ecosystem that they live in, where it's just anger and hatred and rage, I didn't realize though that they'd go around trying to like kill cops in the Capitol. That was, I mean, that's just insane. I read a timeline. Well, so when this happened, I didn't know it was happening because I don't have a TV. I don't like dial into the news every morning like you do. Right. I knew there was a rally going on. But I didn't know what was going on until I'm like I'm in the middle of making deliveries and some of the restaurants have TVs in them and I'm watching the news and I'm like, wait, what the hell is going on? And so then yesterday I looked up the like a timeline of events for the day and then of course it features, you know, when uh, when Trump and his children were speaking and when he was tweeting and I'm reading this stuff. And I'm thinking, like, dude, th- he needs to be arrested for inciting a riot. Like, th- like he, what is going on? And but then I also read, I don't know what's going on, but, and I don't know if this is true or if it's just hearsay. But I briefly read that there have may have been people from. Uh, What's it called? Antifa. Oh yes, Antifa, yes. The the rumor, who, the rumors going around. Infiltrated. Being... <laughs> yeah, but like a, like, like a false flag attack or something. That's uh, in in conservative media. Yes, that's a pretty common thing that they're saying. It's not true. There's right. no evidence of it. But um, okay, they have they have identified. Well, oh, the reason you probably saw it is because a congressman actually got up and said like. There's this company that has facial recognition software that found Antifa members, and that that actual facial recognition company came out and said, "No, we didn't find an, uh, members associated or affiliated with this group Antifa, but we did find white supremacists, neo Nazis, and uh, 
confirmation of other, you know, rad QAnon people um, that we did find. <laughs> but no, no Antifa. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things where, I mean, I'm just so depressed right now. It's two different worlds, right? I don't even want to have a conversation about politics anymore because literally they are living in a totally alternative reality. And so are the people who are storming the Capitol as well. I mean, they're two worlds. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get how it's, it's so crazy to think, well, somebody I saw on, first of all, on Instagram, I saw like on a story that where they, it was a picture of, you know, the, the rioters inside the building saying, you know, what has the world come to? And I messaged them and I was like, it hasn't come to anything. It's been like this since the inception of the United States and due to the power of social media and people just being fed up with this bullshit for the last 400 years that it's just now coming to the surface and just now the world is watching but it's definitely reached its peak for sure, but no, this bro, is not... it hasn't reached its peak yet. Well, I would say, well, here, I should say this for it is, it has reached its right now. What has happened is the, is the peak of what has occurred. Oh yes, yes, yes. We, yeah, Thus yeah, far. right. It, it has since, right. yeah, that's yeah. But, uh, but I'm watching this, dude, and I just can't. I'm I'm watching this, and I'm thinking to myself, in all honesty, is will there be civil war? I think that's a, that's a legit question to ask. That is a. I, I'm not going to say it's probable. I'm not going to say it's likely, or but I would at this point I would not be surprised if that happened in the next few years or by summer i don't know but it's just like what and then you have the whole thing aside from the insanity of people you know just i don't even know how to begin to describe that behavior it's like you can tell it's almost as if these people they They've been wanting an excuse to just go crazy. Yes, yes, that is exactly what it feels like. And now they're going nuts. Because the president told them to. (laughs) Dude, I swear to God, bro, I saw a video. This is what's so great about social media and technology. The police or security, I don't know if it was like D.C. police or just the security, but there was a barricade and they unhinged the barricade and let the rioters – uh, beyond a certain point. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, although the new video has just come out of uh, inside the Capitol, it was much more violent than it appeared to be just as it was happening. And I was actually, I was more interested in, because it was the certification of the electoral vote. So I had kind of a, a 538 live stream, live chat that they were just giving updates as to, you know, the objections and the constitutional process for doing it. And suddenly... They start saying people are pushing past barricades towards the Capitol. Like, and there are statistics and analysis website. They don't do political commentary. And then the the updates are coming faster and faster. 
Okay, now they're breaching the doors of the Capitol. Now lawmakers are being ordered to shelter in place. Now they're being whisked away to undisclosed locations. Now the vice president has been escorted from the building and is in hiding. And uh, now a person has been shot. And it's like, okay. And, and then at, at some point they said, okay, uh, now that Congress is out of recess, this is kind of not our area. So we're going to stop giving updates because... This has now turned into a news story, <laughs> not a, not a not a constitutional law uh, story anymore. So uh, I was, and that's when I turned on like the live stream of I think it was like NBC or CNN, something like that. And as just watching it unfold, I just, I mean, I want to say that I'm shocked, but not really. I mean, after after the combative language that our our dear commander in chief used, I was just like, "Bro, these are angry people. They if they're if they're told go kill someone, they're gonna go do that right now." So yeah, um, it was it was crazy. There was a clip of a that I saw on Instagram, a clip of a woman crying, <laughs> and like some guy. Did you see? Yes, I saw that. You know one. What I'm talking yeah, about yeah. with the onion. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> So for those who don't know, she's crying because she got maced or tear gassed or whatever, and she's crying, 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 and holding like a towel to her face to, you know, you would think it has ice or maybe it's a damp cloth to help with the eyes, and it's a freaking onion. (laughs) So, you know, I don't recall seeing any convenient marts near the Capitol, which means that that was premeditated and that you brought that onion to the event knowing that you would potentially have an opportunity to fake an injury. <laughs> or, or maybe it was just going to be a snack. You know, ch- ch- chopping on an onion. Dude. <laughs> dude, get this though too. And the other, you know, all the, all the people who – I mean, people are. I thought people came out of the woodworks when Donald Trump was in the running, and then when he, after he was became president, dude, they played a clip on Power One. I think it was Power One Hundred Six. They were taking calls, saying like, pretty much saying like, "Hey, call the radio station and you know tell us what you think, what's going on." And obviously, all of these phone calls are screened, but they're like, "Guys, check out this is this is a clip." of someone who called earlier, this is what we're dealing with. And they play the clip of the phone call, and it's this dude just dropping, you know, N-bombs left and right to the DJs, telling them, you know, all you people need to die or, you know, get out of the country or whatever. And, you know, they took it pretty well. And then he mentions how – I can't remember exactly, but he he mentions how he wished he – he would have brought a noose to the Capitol, or like. Did you see the guillotine the crazy... that was set up? By the way, they no, set up an actual medieval guillotine on the Capitol. Really, like a legit guillotine with a real blade. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the type of yeah. people that that we're dealing. with. Well, have you it's... heard of Have you heard of the um, the social site uh, <laughs> called Parlor? It's been in the news kind of uh... recently. I don't remember. It sounds familiar, but I don't know exactly what it is. It's like an altern. It's an alternative to Twitter for conservatives, where you can say whatever you want and not get banned. Oh yes, I did read about okay. that. 
What I didn't know what it was until I read about it the other day. Well, so what do you know about it? I just know exactly what you said, that it's an unfiltered feed, but now that they, because of the events, that they are temporarily uh, restricting the feed or they're screening it they or actually something like ba- that, They actually right? banned the site. Or they took it off the, they took, yeah. Took it off they, iTunes, they, took it off uh, yes, Google Play, yes. and now the the hosting site that it goes through that directs to the actual web page if you're on a computer uh, is run through Amazon um, Web Services, and they terminated them. They said this is no longer permissible. So now they're going offline. And it's got something like 8 million people on there, and that's where most of the planning for all this stuff that unfolded is, and there's also talk, and part of the reason why it was removed from all these platforms is that there's active uh, talks about, like, on the 17th, showing up at the Capitol and start killing people, and on the 20th, uh, on Inauguration Day, uh, planting bombs and stuff like that, and just uh, turning this... The they dec- found pipe bombs at the yeah, Capitol. Yeah, they did, yeah. And live ones, too. What a bunch of crazy fucking people. Dude. It's, uh, I, you know, and what I'm thinking about myself is not just how depressing all of this is, but, like, what about young kids who are watching this unfold? Like, how do your parents... Oh, yeah. Like, ex- Dude, I forgot. I wanted, wanted to mention that to you. All the, the... These children who don't know any better are being straight-up brainwashed into thinking that this is acceptable behavior, and they are going to be growing up no different than how people were brought up, you know, or I mean, really no brought, different than some people are now, but it was more prevalent 50 or 100 years ago in this, for example, like in the South. Yeah. Can you believe on, I think it, it was the same day, right? It was the same day that Georgia had the election where they had the first, uh, or was it the day, was the election the day before? Uh, well, it was on Tuesday and the counting was on Wednesday. So, I mean, oh, by the way. I totally forgot to mention this on uh, Joe's in my podcast, but one of the senators, the the black senator, Raphael Warnock, Union Theological Seminary alum, both his MDiv and his really? PhD. To, uh, wow. It was like 1998 and for his MDiv and then 2006 for his PhD. So just missed him by a couple of years. But I was like, oh, yeah. go Union. That's awesome. That's really cool. That is cool. Yep. <laughs> Good for you guys. Yeah. So and uh, so yeah. Oh, and uh, the first the first uh, John Ossoff, the white guy, uh, first Jewish senator from Georgia as well. So right. yeah, I and it's like too. yeah, pretty neat. It's a shame that it was kind of <laughs> oversighted. By the way, and you heard uh, they banned Trump from tw- Twitter, right? Yes, they took him off Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, and Instagram. Dude, that made me smile so much. Like literally. They took away baby's toy. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> really, what it comes down to it is Twitter. I saw a meme where it was because every so often on Instagram they'll show a screenshot of a tweet, uh-huh. and it was a meme. It was you know someone made it up. It was a tweet, and it was a picture of <laughs> I think it was a picture of Donald Trump, but with like a mustache, <laughs> and then the tweet said something like. Hey guys, I'm new to Twitter. What's up? <laughs> and then there was another one where like he's leaning over to Melania, like whispering something in her ear in a photo, and then it's captioned something like, "Hey, let me use your Twitter." <laughs> he tried to do that. He tried to do that. 
and uh, he he has like a t- Team Trump. Twi- it's real. Yeah, they they tried transferring over like Team Trump and stuff like that, and the the at POTUS, um, the official Twitter of uh, of the president. So they they keep uh, banning all these other accounts that he's trying to go on. So nowhere nowhere that he goes, uh, he's not getting any traction anywhere. So I find that absolutely hilarious. And the reports are is that now that he doesn't have Twitter to like yell tweet in all caps, he's literally going around the West Wing just screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> about how everything that he'd be saying on Twitter now he's just. His staffers have to listen to him literally scream. Dude, I cannot believe that there are people who legitimately believe just so deep in their soul that the election was stolen. Oh, absolutely. 75% of Republicans. 75%. Did I tell you that I read uh, in America that Michelle Obama is the most admired woman in America and Donald Trump is the most admired man? What? Yep. Yep, that's what I thought. How have we not had a civil war yet? I just... Bro, there are more of them than we think, if that is the case. Yeah. I read a very interesting article that I think is a pretty accurate representation, is that there's a there's a growing anxiety among white people that they're losing their white privilege, and it's making them very nervous that other racial groups and minorities are getting equal treatment under the law and and that it's it's this subversive thing where it's like an echo chamber where conservative media basically says you're vic- you're victims you're being victimized right now so there's this attitude of feeling like your country's being stolen from you which is why contributing to a lot of the anger that people are having you're taking something away from me when in reality other people are just getting what you already had but what was interesting was I don't know if this crossed your mind in watching the ability for these white rioters to break into the U.S. Capitol and the Black Lives Matter protest in front of the Lincoln Memorial, where they had fully uniformed military soldiers. in, And these were peaceful protesters, too, that they're gassing and shooting rubber, rubber bullets into here with these white guys and supremacists. They're opening up the gate and allowing them to walk in. That like I, that is I, that is absurd. I don't understand that makes me believe that makes me believe that the entire thing attacking the capital was what <clears throat> didn't just happen and unfold but it was a meticulously planned event that was intended to occur yeah I wouldn't rule that out man i i think that there's there's something there but it is it is kind of sad uh, and i talked with joe a little bit about this too there's a lot of police officers who are diehard Trump supporters, and that's part of the reason why I don't know if you – I'm sure you saw the picture with that – one of the cops posing with one of the rioters for a photo. No, I don't – I have yeah, seen that. So, no, no a, a, lot of, a lot of white police officers are very chummy with, uh, with these domestic terrorists um, and believe that they should be allowed to be doing what they're doing. Black people, though. No, you can't. You can't cross the street, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's all coming to a boiling point, my friend. Especially since uh, white people are projected to be a minority or not, uh, lose the majority, go below fifty one percent sometime in the next two to four years. I don't have a problem with that. It's not even on my radar to maintain any type of quote unquote power. Okay, like that's just the natural progression of things. Yeah, yeah. It's evolution. Uh, it's so. just children yeah man all... it's just, 
had I told you, I don't know if I told you before, I was thinking about this the other day too, if I could, well, because I told you before that my predictions for the presidency is going to be that Biden will get reelected, he will have eight years, after that uh, Kamala Harris will run as the Democratic nominee, she will become president and be president for eight years, all right? And then, and I was thinking about, I didn't, I didn't say this last time, but in my brain, I'm thinking or hoping that when she runs for president, that her vice president would be another female or any, anyone, any man who is not white or a white guy who's gay or what like something just really like let's just keep this minority thing going <laughs> let's bring it in full force right let's just keep going i was thinking too like thanos if i could now i am sure right and you this is your area of expertise i am quite confident that there are old white people who are very good at their job and are extremely progressive right and but if i had the well i mean obviously the thanos rings you just kill everyone i don't want to do that but if I, at the snap of a finger bro i would remove every white straight male from office and throw in anybody who is not a white straight male yeah you know what? We've had our reign for pretty much a very long time. Time to just sit back and relax. Let someone else take the drive. I think seat. that is an admirable uh, aspiration. <laughs> I, I do not. I do not disagree with uh, something like that happening. That's a bold prediction, by the way. That's a that's a very bold prediction. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. We'll see, and man. We'll I don't know. see. We'll see what happens. It's the but. it's it really does feel though like it's the last gasp of whiteness. We're we're coming to that point right now where yeah, you know, we we had a record number of both women and minorities getting elected to Congress this year. Um, it's only going to keep increasing. So yeah, it's uh, <laughs> some some people aren't going to be able to deal with that though. My philosophy is uh, let's give them Alabama, Louisiana and maybe Texas or whatever. And anybody who wants to live in this alternative reality, you guys can all go go live there. <laughs> yeah. Sanction off a piece of the country for all the crazy people that go I, to. I would be totally fine with that. I mean, you know, even 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 give them their own country, right? Break off from the US, have your own Confederate oh states, my gosh. you know. That's fine. Yeah. Purchase purchase some land in Siberia <laughs> and ship them off there. Yes. That that's even better. I like that. You're all about your guns and killing people and doing crazy shit. Go do that in the wilderness. We don't we don't need that here in the U.S. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I I did I did genuinely cry um, at one point as I was watching this, like the the bastion of democracy just being treated this way. It's like, yeah, you know, there are some people who genuinely don't believe in democracy. Oh, there's a great quote that I just keep going back to as well, and. Uh, it was interesting because there were a bunch of people claiming to be religious and carrying crosses and stuff like that through the Capitol. There's a quote that's loosely attributed to Louis Saint, uh, Sinclair, 
saying, when fascism comes to the United States, it will be draped in an American flag and carrying a cross. And it's like, yeah, buddy. Oh, wow. That's like, that, that is the most appropriate, accurate comment that I can think of right now. Like, fascism is at our door, and it is wrapped in an American flag, and it is carrying a cross. Well, one day one at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> yeah. So... We'll see what happens in the spring and summer. So anything interesting going on in your life? Anything <laughs> crazy? I've just been really good at uh, – I've been really good at making a schedule every day and keeping to it since like the middle of December. However, I faltered just a little bit like for four days in a row. I didn't exercise in the morning and it was crazy because I was telling my mom that when I wake up at – you know, four in the morning, the first thing I do is exercise and I feel freaking awesome, yeah. right? I feel so good the rest of the day and I have a regimented routine for the whole day. But then I decided not to exercise because I was going to dig it. I was going to get headshots done, but, and I wanted to be well rested. But then I had to uh, postpone it for a day and then another time, I, I can't remember why, but I ex- made excuses for four days in a row not to exercise and throughout those days, each day thereafter, just it felt like it deteriorated just a little bit, like I was lagging. And then by yesterday, I was like, "Like no, Victor, like you need to, you need to keep on track. Like build this habit. Don't, you know, don't uh, flounder back to not being as productive." Which is why this morning I made myself go run to the Hollywood sign, which I was going to do yesterday, but I didn't. And so, anyway, I've been planning my days out and being pretty productive. That's awesome, dude. Two week, yeah. two weeks into the new yeah. year, and uh, still, still sounds like you're keeping strong. No interesting deliveries or anything like that. Oh, actually, so I have not had any problems with the deliveries. Like no one has been an asshole ever, you know. But I did get one yesterday. It was like really weird because uh, I go to the subway, which is just around the corner from where I live, and the delivery is another is just one street over. It's like, oh, that's pretty, you know, that's nice. It's really quick. And I go to the subway and I pick it up and they're like, I was like, this is weird. Like they only ordered a cookie, a single cookie. Like, okay, whatever. So I'm walking down the street to deliver the cookie because my park, my, my car is parked one street over on the street that I'm going to deliver to. So, oh, this is perfect. So I'm looking at the notes and it says, call customer. So I'm like, okay, because the address is at La La Land, which is a store that just sells a bunch of random tourist merchandise. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's an employee at the store. So I call as I'm outside, and it's like, hello, Victor? I'm like, yeah, this is Victor. And like, hey, this is, you know, Postmates support. Uh, You're making a, like, a security delivery, blah, 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 about... Uh, there's been a lot of something, something, something about COVID and some people not getting their deliveries and some people saying that they're delivery people when they're not or whatever. And I'll say the, the tone in the voice and the cadence of the speech was exactly like that of an authentic support individual. So they're like, Hey, I'm going to send you a text. Uh, we need to verify your identity. I'll get it when I'll, uh, get a green check mark or a red X if it's correct. I'm like, what? Okay. I'm like, kind of paying attention, but I'm kind of not because I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And 
I'm next to the store still, and like I can hear the music is always really loud, so I'm trying to walk up the street and everything. And so then I get the text message, and it's like, please verify your email and password. I'm like, bitch, please. And so they're saying this because, you know, verify the identity, blah, 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 blah. But while this is happening, I get another order come through. And so and so I'm like, uh, okay. So I put down a uh, fake email and fake password and I send it. He's like, oh, I got a red X. You got to, you know, try it again. And I hung up because like this is a fucking scam. But I should say real quick before that. I told him like, oh, it's like I don't know my – I actually don't know my password when I sign on. It's just automatic because of facial recognition. And he said something like, oh, well, we can figure out part of it later. Like if you want to type in blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what? I'm I kind of like, wait, what's going on? Like there's fucking music playing. I have a cookie in my hand. He's like, what is happening right now? I'm like, I'm distracted. And so when I then when I saw the text come through and it said, you know, email and password, it's like there's no – and they also, while I was on the phone, I'm like, okay, let me uh, let me look it up. I Googled real quick, like Postmates scam, like if there's anything going on just to check. And I guess there was something that happened a couple of years ago. But, of course, it that's a huge red flag. Like that doesn't make any sense to, to, set, to send an email and password no, via never. text never, message. ever. But I will say, like I said before, the tone and cadence – this guy was a fucking professional. Like American accent or Indian accent? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was just married. Wow. Okay. Jeez. But he sounded exactly like a person that would be a customer support person. That is so weird. Oh, that's so interesting. It's scary how incredibly skilled they are. Oh, for sure. So what what do you end up doing with the cookie? I ate it. <laughs> nice. And then afterwards I was thinking like – it doesn't make any sense because that would cost them so much time and money to have every person who is registered on Postmates to to even pick up something as minuscule as a cookie that cost 50 cents or a dollar. But then to pay people to call every single person that is out doing Postmates. Yeah. Good for you. That was some great intuition. I'm, I'm proud of you, Victor. The only thing I wish I would have done differently – was to fuck with the guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. In hindsight, you know, once, yeah, once you're just like, the only oh, thing I yeah. wish I would have done differently. It is a scam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. That's, uh, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. That's all I have too. Episode number 181 in the books. Until next time. Until next time.